I have one thing to say to you. Kiss my fat ass. Hello, fellow mourners of diet culture. It is I, Emily Lubin. I'm the Grim Reaper and the host of this show. Welcome to R.I.P. Diets, Season 2, Episode 6. Today is a very exciting day over at R.I.P. Diets Corporate. We have my second straight male guest, my third male guest of all time, Jared Freed, on the podcast. He is a stand-up comedian in New York City. He tours all over the country, and he also hosts two very popular podcasts, the J Train podcast and the You Up podcast. And in both podcasts, he gives advice to people who write in about dating and relationships and all of these millennial issues that we run into. But I also know from having known Jared a little bit and hearing his podcast and seeing his stand-up that he struggles a lot with body image. And I thought today would be just as good a day as any to have him on the show to talk about these issues that we don't hear that much about when we talk about body image and disordered eating and body insecurities We tend to think that it affects women more than it affects men, but I think this is an issue that we just aren't hearing that much from men about. And I want to clear that stigma. I want people to understand that diet culture affects everybody and it doesn't matter your age, race, sexual orientation, gender. None of these things make you immune from the toxicity of diet culture. I will warn you guys that this conversation does include some weight numbers. And as a general rule, I don't require people who come on this podcast be intuitive eating queens or kings. And I don't require that they understand every single thing that I talk about on this podcast. I just want to have an open dialogue about body image and I want to present another perspective. So I will say that for those of you who are easily triggered, this might not be the conversation for you, but I actually found it really lovely to be able to share my perspective on the way that people should eat and what I think is defective about dieting with somebody who is still steeped in diet culture but wanting to have a better relationship with his body. So I had Jared on the pod. I feel like we should just get right into it today. I don't have a lot of personal stories to share from this week. I had a really positive week in terms of body image. I'm going to tell you guys a little secret, and this might sound a little vain, but I believe past guests of the show have shared this opinion with me that taking selfies can really boost your self-esteem. If you're feeling bad about yourself, just get all dressed up and put on a little bronzer and take some photos of yourself and 
I, I swear to God, it always boosts my self-esteem. And um, I get that, you know, the amount of selfies I put on Instagram might be off-putting to some people, but I don't really give a fuck because I fought for a very long time and I fought so hard to be just okay with my body that now that I feel empowered by my body and I feel totally comfortable in my skin and just the best I've ever felt, to be honest... I want to share that with the world. I want to share positivity with the trolls, the haters, the fans of this podcast, really everybody. And I want to show them that you can exist and you don't need to be constantly trying to make your body smaller or changing yourself to feel hot and to present yourself as hot. And yeah, I just think we all need to go into this new year feeling unapologetically hot. Take that away from this podcast if you take nothing else away, okay? I'm thinking let's get right into this conversation with Jared Freed. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please let me know what you thought of the podcast and what you want to hear from me moving forward. Slide into my DMs. I am Lubination, that's L-U-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N on Instagram. You can also email me at ripdiets at gmail.com. And you can participate in a larger conversation with other listeners of RIP Diets by going to Facebook and typing RIP Dieters into the search bar, request to be added to the Facebook group, and I usually will add you the same day. And I am loving the conversations we're having on there. People post articles on there. They talk about their days, their personal struggles. We commiserate. We hype each other up. We boost each other up. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. That is what we are doing on the Facebook group. So to get in on that action, again, go to Facebook and type in RIP Dieters and request to be added. If you want even more content, including videos, bonus episodes, vlogs, go to patreon.com slash rip diets. I am putting content on there bi-weekly and I'm fucking loving it. I love being able to share more of my life and more of what my recovery actually looks like. I feel like it's very helpful and very cathartic. I have also been doing these full day of eating videos where I just take you through my day and I take out my camera every time I eat. And shockingly, things come up later in my recovery or post-recovery, whatever you want to call it. Issues still arise, and I, I tell you guys about them very openly. There was one episode with a greasy bodega sandwich that I won't get into because it's it's a little traumatizing. But, you know, these spark feelings in me, and I'll probably be struggling with those for the rest of my life. But knowing how to calm yourself down and speak rationally to yourself and really tell yourself that you are worthy of love and affection, no matter what your body looks like, no matter what you eat, and just treating your body with respect. That is a lifelong practice. And that's kind of what I'm showing on the Patreon. I really think a lot of people could get something out of it. So that's a low, low price of $6.99 per month to get all of those videos and extra content. And access to me. I mean, I write back to people on Patreon 100% of the time. I always get to those messages. I care so much about the people that go the extra mile and really want to support the show. 
and also get more out of the whole R.I.P. Diets experience. So again, that's patreon.com slash rip diets. I hope you enjoy this conversation with comedian Jared Freed. Let's do this. Guys, my guest today is a comedian and the host of the J Train podcast and the You Up podcast. He's absolutely hilarious, and I'm so excited to have another straight male on the podcast. It is a holiday today, and we're celebrating. Jared Freed, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be the representative of the straight males and to speak for every single one of them. There is no other answer but mine for our group, and I'm happy to be that voice, and I'm excited to talk about my body. I Hell yeah. <laughs> well, you actually, that kind of is what you do. You mm-hmm. act as like the straight male voice of a generation right. in a way on your podcast. I, People write in with advice, and you're like, I'm the everyman. I'm going to answer the question as if you know, I am this guy that you're writing about. Yeah, I mean, I do genuinely believe that I'm a pretty normal dude. I'm, I, And I'm pretty much 10% away from the guy maybe that you're seeing or maybe that you're, you're maybe your brother or maybe the guy who dumped you or the guy you dumped or the guy that's texting you or your cousin or your friend. And yeah, like I, and I don't mind that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, I think, you know, to a lot of people, the scariest part is uh, of the, the most depressing part of the Internet is finding out that we're all very much alike. And oh, it's <laughs> so true. You know, so um, and, and again, like with the topic at hand today, like I talk a lot about my own body issues and I do a lot of stand up about it. Like last night I did probably, you know, I did some stand up last night. I did. I, I talked about, you know, health and fitness and all that stuff for about 30 minutes. Like I, I genuinely like have an interest in this and it's kind of like you know what shaped how i looked at the world and and this is kind of my thing you know that i've always dealt with and i think it's like very yeah this relatable. is like your struggle yeah i am in my life of easiness this is the toughest part like i you know but i i think like everyone's problems are their own and when they're yours they're real you know Definitely. And I also think, you know, don't take this in a, I don't mean it in a bad way, but you're like kind of a bro-y looking dude. You know, you're like, you're like a very more, more of like a straight laced looking kind of guy. And I think that a lot of guys like that might feel shame or uncomfortability talking about body image or struggling with it because it doesn't seem so masculine is that fair to say Uh, yeah that's fair i think it's i think also like guys just generally like that's not our topic of conversation that's not like what we like kind of busted up about that's not what we're sitting having right you know hang out but like here's the thing i my got my friends are a lot like me we're all kind of in that bro-y straight dude kind of you know very like you know alpha world we all we all went out in college we all ordered vodka sodas you know with a line (laughs) So we were all health That's conscious. That's what you get. That's but, the ultimate but, order because you don't get too full. Right? But none of us were getting the extra calories. None of us were getting beers. None of us were getting mixed drinks. None of us were getting even a splash of crayon. 
just straight up oh. vodka soda. Get me drunk as quick as possible for as little amount of calories as possible. When I'm out with them now, it's White Claws. It's Michelob Ultra. It's not, you know, <laughs> sugary drinks. So so it, it, it's like it's funny because it's just not talked about. It's not like I come into a group of friends that are hanging out and going, oh, I just feel so fat today. Like, I, I don't generally say that, but I do order the vodka soda. So it's like unsaid, like we are all health conscious. We all want to look good. We all want to like. All my friends, they go to the gym. They're doing their workout programs. They're working out with like on like right now doing like the classes online. Like we all talk about like, oh, you know, the Peloton. I'm my parents have a Peloton, so I'm using that. I got friends that reached out to me. Oh, I love this teacher. I love that teacher. So guys of my ilk, the, the people that I'm representing do care about it. But I don't think it's just not something we normally commiserate about if that makes sense yeah and I, I I actually was going to ask you that it's funny that you brought that up because I've noticed um just let me turn that down a little I've noticed uh that for girls it's it is a commiseration but it's also like it's a bonding thing yeah that we get together and it's like what I like I feel fat today no I feel fat today and it almost becomes like a way that we can connect with each other. Mm -hmm. And do you think that guys feel that way, but they don't share it with each other? Like, wh why do you think that is? I don't know why. I, I, I mean, you could even see it in the way women say hello to each other and guys say hello to each other. Like when women say hello to each other, like, oh my God, you look so cute. Oh my, it's all about looks, you know, like it, yeah. it's right away. And, and, and li listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm just saying like that can suck. Like, you know, you know oh, yeah. right away the person seeing you. Oh, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, this shirt? It's nothing. It's horrible. I hate this shirt. I, ha <laughs> you know, like it turns into like, yeah, like kind of like a. I, I've often wondered why that is, and I've been I've been getting into a binge cycle mm. lately of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, so <laughs> great program, mm -hmm. and I've noticed that they compliment each other when they see each other not once but twice at least. They say first they see each other, they always kiss on both cheeks. Mm -hmm. That's like a thing, um, very European. Yes. And then they say, you look stunning. And then the other woman says, no, you look stunning. And then let's say like they're having a little uh, coffee date or something. Then they'll sit down and then they'll say, so how are you? You look great. And yeah. the other one will say, oh, you look great. And it's this weird way that they need to connect with each other and be like, okay, you're all right with me. Okay, yeah. you're all right with me too. I, I It's very noticeable and in, in that's interesting that like that show specifically like oh um, it it that pops out at me every time I'm like she already she already said she looks stunning she doesn't need to say it again and and it also like you're noticing it which um, but, but imagine how many people don't notice it it's just becomes is you know like it just yes. becomes like that's a greeting that's totally normalized and you're like why it, and I don't think that's fair but it's also like it just becomes the the conversational thing that, you know, it's almost like inception. Like you're in, in like it's an inception of looks matter right away. Yeah. And yeah, I think like I've had that thing where I've put on weight and I've seen friends of mine and I'm like, I'm almost waiting to get made fun of for the put on weight by my friends. But it's never going to really? be. But like, I, I think that's like in the back of my mind, but it's never like. I never like come into that hello being like, 
when's my look great coming? You know, <laughs> like, I, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, that, yeah. If I notice it with myself, if I am at an event or something, not that those exist anymore, mm. but if I, if I was, if another woman gets a compliment before I do, or instead of me, I think, well, what's wrong with me? Why did she get the compliment? And I didn't get the compliment. I, listen, it's, it's, um, you're not wrong for feeling that way. We're all entitled for like, I'll, I'll get, I'll, 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 I'll give you an example for myself that is similar because I was embarrassed that I actually thought this way. Like I actually, I was, uh, so I've been with my parents in Florida. They live on a golf course. My dad's like, come hit a couple balls with me. Okay. This story is actually kind of crazy. So I, <laughs> I, I, my dad goes, come, let's go hit some balls later in the day. I'm like, great. So I don't have golf clothing. I have my dad's golf clothing. So I put on like kind of a mission. What is golf clothing? You have to like wear white pants. Yeah. A lot of white pants. Yeah. Like white pants. I just, dre- <laughs> I just dress as Bob Barker. Um, I, I no, dress as a caddy. Yeah. That's me. I'm just like, you know, whatever. So tipping my cap. So I, no, it's like shorts, like khaki shorts and a, um, no jeans, no right? jeans, polo shirt. Um, but like now golf is like kind of like, there's a whole golf fashion, you know, like it mm. is, it is very much like, like my mom golfs now. She's like big into it. She's like on the runway. Like she is like, has like golf clothing. So I had like, I, I kind of looked like shit because everyone's dressed up, but I had like yeah. shorts and a shirt that didn't really fi- didn't really feel comfortable fitting in. It was kind of brightly colored. So I kind of felt a little naked myself so I go out to meet my dad at the driving range and there's this woman there and she, he introduced me to this woman and she's like, this is our friend. And she's like, hi. Oh, my God. I've heard so much about you. She's very, very nice. And she goes, my daughter uh, knows you. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. And she goes, she exercised next to you. And I'm like, you guys exercise together. Did you exercise together? I don't go team exercise. Like, I don't the way she was saying it. I was like, we exercise together. But then I immediately became self-conscious because I'm like, now she's loudly saying you exercise together. And in my mind, that's announcing like, look at him. He's trying to get in shape, but look at him. He's not in shape. Oh, Do you know that's what I mean? interesting. Yeah. It's like calling you out for making an effort Ex- in your appearance. Totally. And, and all I want is and like I and my dad was there. My dad's a little bit tough on me with like weight stuff because he's tough on himself. So I'm like, please stop. Saying, like in my mind, I'm like, please stop saying we exercise together. She goes, no, you exercise together. And I go, do we take Barry's boot camp together, which is a class that I've taken before? She goes, yes, that's it. She was next to you in a Barry's boot camp class. So like. Again, I haven't been to Barry's boot camp in like two years. And then she mm-hmm. goes, and then the woman goes, and her boyfriend loves your comedy. I'm like, well, that's how they know me. You know, like, <laughs> like that's what you say. Yeah. Like they love your comedy or like they, they know you, they've seen you. Like, I don't know this relationship. Also, she saw you slipping in your own sweat <laughs> yeah. on a mat this, in Barry's boot camp. Totally. And this ago. relationship is one way. I don't know. It's not like we're exercise friends. We, they know me because right. of comedy, and they happen to be next to me in a Barry's boot camp class. That's the story. But when she was saying it out loud like this, I was like, kind of like shriveling up inside because I'm waiting for my dad to be like, exercise class, like to give me <laughs> shit about it because that's what guys do. Like, guys are kind of waiting for the when do I get fucked with? Like, this, yeah. this, 
volleyball is out there to be to be slammed. When am I going to get slammed? And I think that mm-hmm. like when you talk about hearing someone else get complimented, it's like, where's my compliment? I'm hearing someone else get set up for a joke to fuck with me and make me feel bad about my body with. Like, I'm waiting for that moment that I just get crushed and I shit you not. My dad didn't take it. I'm thinking, phew, I escaped. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, this woman's husband walks up and she goes, and she goes, uh, that's, you know, uh, here's my husband, so-and-so. And I go, hey, nice to meet you. And she goes, she goes back to her. She goes, Jared exercises with whatever her name is. We'll call her Lauren. With Lauren. And then the dad just goes, has been a while since that. And I'm like, oh, oh got God. me. I thought I escaped. <laughs> been a while since they've been exercising together. Huh, Jared? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Honka, honka. You know, oh uh, you know whacka, whacka. <laughs> That's like in the Looney Tunes cartoon when, like, the character thinks they're safe and then yeah. all of a sudden the piano falls. <laughs> exactly. And and then, it's, but uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but then the, the wife no, just goes, uh, the wife goes, oh, come on. Lauren looks great. And he goes, he could, and he, he just goes into this thing like, she could use a couple workouts. Not right now. Right, Jared? And, like, it keeps going. And, like, I don't know who to be more horrified for, myself or for their daughter who's just getting crushed, too. Like, Who's not there to defend herself. No, and I'm just, I walk away just knowing, like, like I think, like, in this bro guy kind of the culture that I am a part of, there's this, like, slam or get slammed. Like, you're going to get crushed, um, fucking ball busting, which I am a ball buster. Don't get me wrong. I'm not above this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, the rest of that day, like, I wasn't exactly comfortable in my body. Like, I wasn't, like feeling great i've been working out a lot and i've been eating really well like recently and like i'm proud of myself for that but it's you like oh thank you i, I, I where was that in the beginning no i <laughs> <laughs> where was that with my beverly hills hello you lead with that yeah so but i i definitely it takes you back a step you're like oh am i delusional for thinking i look good am i am making any progress you know you have to and I'm 35 and I'm better now at this than I was five years ago or even 10 years ago or 20 years ago. But it's something that you have to like coach yourself through. Like the world is not going to sure. like the world's not going to be the way you want it to be. And so you have to like, you know, carry kind of an umbrella to protect yourself sometimes, I think. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, you need to realize at a certain point that people are always going to make inappropriate comments to you or people don't always have your best interest in at heart when they're having these interactions with you. They mostly just want to, like, be over and done with them, just like we do. You know what I mean? (laughs) So they say shit and they don't really think about how it could affect you on a deep psychological level. They also want to connect and he knows I'm a yeah. comic and he wants to make jokes with me. I get it. Like I I don't think these are bad people. It's I it was just a good example of my own insecurities like again if you're insecure about these things, it's a daily thing. It's a daily struggle. Yeah. It's a it's a it is uh as much I do believe it's as much an addiction as drugs and alcohol like they and it affects you very similarly and like i think the more i've come to terms with that and knowing that like like my life with food will never end my struggle with food will never be okay i just have to make it more okay like i have to like mm-hmm. kind of play to my strengths 
understand my weaknesses. And that's kind of what these last, I would say these last like three months, I've been like really, really good and happy with my fitness and, and health. Um, and it's been because I've been trying to like play to the strengths and weakness and, and understand the weaknesses. Right. And we'll get into that in a little bit because I do I talk about that a lot on this show about how, you know, everybody feels out of control around food and my personal opinion, which I don't push on other people, but I do like to, you know, make it known what I believe because I think people can benefit from it. I think that when people feel out of control around food, it's really because they've been restricting themselves and telling themselves that they shouldn't have something or they can't have something, even if that person is overweight. You know, it, it doesn't just apply to one body type, but, you know, there are a lot of people who try to diet Mm -hmm. and, you know, this is like a tale as old as time. They go on a diet and then three days later they're binge eating and they're like, oh, I fucked up my diet. Mm. I fucked up my life. You know, it like spirals out of control. So like my personal opinion is it's a much more sustainable way to eat, to just allow yourself to have things and Maybe you overdo it at first, but eventually it levels out because you're not so anxious about like, oh, I can't have that. Oh, I'm going to this party. There's going to be a uh, buffalo chicken dip there. Mm-hmm. I can't have too much mm-hmm. of that. You're not. It's the mental restriction, I think, that makes you feel out of control. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100 percent. There's this guy, Jordan Syatt, who's a really good guy on Instagram. And he and I I love when he's like nobody's gotten more in shape by a good meal and no one's gotten out of shape by one bad meal. So, yeah. And it's like kind of a very healthy way to look at it for me. Anyways, I, you know, last night I definitely, I ate some shit last night. I, so I, so whenever I, I'm in Des Moines, Iowa right now for the listeners at home. And I, whenever I go on the road, road, I'm on the road. Whenever I go on the road, I get people that are like, you gotta try, you know, the bacon heart explode burger. Like, it's always the worst, yeah. most unhealthy thing. And it's like, I can't go to town to town and have your least health. I'm not, you know, this isn't, I'm not Guy Fieri. I don't know how he does it. I'm not Adam Richman. I can't be on, you know, every food competition. But they push it on you. And, let, um, but sometimes you see these things and you're like, well, I have to try that. You know, like you I, have to try it for the novelty. Yeah. But it's so funny because I find a lot of that stuff so gross. Like the burgers that are just like layers upon. La- oh, we're going to put a fried fish patty yeah. in there for no reason. I don't want like, that at it, all. These things, you're just doing this to prove a point. Yeah. And, and most of them are like that. Where I totally agree. Where you're like, who would eat this? Like, and why do you think I want this in the middle of my day? You know? like why do you think like i need but there was one thing so now i've made like i made this i've made this statement that everyone gives me the most so people follow me a long time they know that like the things people try to get me to have someone tweeted at me they're like i know you're always looking for healthiest options you gotta try the crab rangoon pizza and i was like like, if you're not familiar with crab rangoon which i love it's a it's so good the most delicious 
Americanized Chinese it's food. Not, yeah, it's not Chinese <laughs> it's food. It's not even crab. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's like pig anus or right? something. It's so good. It's a so fried good. wonton that is wrapped around cream cheese. Sometimes there's crab in the cream cheese, but most of the time there's not. And that's the, th- the food. So I was like, I and in Boston, I'm from outside of Boston. Crab Rangoon, like people love Crab Rangoon at home. Like it's just like such a thing. Mm. Like and and sometimes you can't find it in New York. And so I'm like, I have to try this. But I was like, the idea that this was healthy to this person or healthy ish <laughs> is just yeah, so wait, wild. They prefaced it by this is healthy. You're looking for healthy options. <laughs> try the Crab Rangoon. Pizza. Well, this is wow. something that's not gonna like crush you. And I'm like, and I got it. I got it last night. I was drunk and I was like, I gotta have this. It was. It literally crunched when I ate it, and it was okay. like it, it was the most delicious thing. Literally, really? I loved it. I mean, it was crap, but it was it was good crap, you know. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like one of those things that might be too much, but then you eat it and you're like, okay, I'm with this. Yes, and and it's <laughs> totally. And I, but I, you know, on the uh, I and I woke up this morning being like, you know, because I've been eating better recently. I didn't wake up destroyed by it. I think mm-hmm. so I think what I'm really just like kind of eating and 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 kind the worst way to be for me is to be half healthy. Like I I I I don't like being halfway. Like I don't like and some would say, "Well, you had crab rangoon pizza last night. You're being halfway." No, what I mean is like I don't like where I had a pretty good breakfast and then I also had a crab rangoon pizza. You know, like I, I, I yeah, I, I, yeah. You find it hard to moderate. So hard for me, and yeah. I, um, I woke up being like, okay, today's a new day. Like, I'm gonna have you know my egg white omelet instead of you know just bacon and eggs and potatoes because I will feel better by doing that. Like, I, yeah. I will feel better going into my show tonight, and I will feel better. And I brought with me like think bars and rx bars because Mm -hmm. just like you said the worst decision is indecision for me it's when i put off and i starve myself and i get to a point where i'm like i gotta do something and it's gotta be good but it's gotta be healthy ish and then i end up eating shit and i end up eating the worst thing for me so get getting ahead i'm I'm all I'm about that, though. I think it's great to, like, allow yourself to have the pizza. This is the one chance you're going to get to have a crab rangoon yeah. pizza. Hello. <laughs> you're going to be able to talk about it for the rest of your life whenever somebody's like, have you ever been to Des Moines? You know, yeah. you'll be able to recommend it. I think it's great. And then the next day, you know, you, do, you don't harbor that guilt and you don't harbor that, like, oh, I'm a shitty person for to- eating that. Totally. And, I, and I've had that feeling. I've totally, like, and, like, where I have that feeling where I see the box and I don't make eye contact with it the next day. <laughs> sure, L- sure. Like, like, it's like a, someone, like, 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 it was, like, someone I had a one-night stand with. Like, it's just, like, mm-hmm. it's just not how I want to live. And I, um, yeah, it's. I'm I'm a little bit happier with my health as it goes today, but also admitting that that might not be the case in the future. Right. Um. It's uh, you brought up your dad roasting you sure. a little while ago, and I'm I'm wondering what was it like when you were growing up. I feel like I could be way off, but I think <clears throat> I either heard you say somewhere, or maybe you said it to me. Um. That your dad wore a speedo to the beach. Yeah, my dad is was that, a big speedo guy all the time. That's that is so 
hilarious <laughs> and like <laughs> the idea of going to the beach with my dad and him wearing a speedo and like the way that we would roast him for that like <laughs> did you make fun of him for it or were you it was, was it just, just something you were used to it was very normal um it was like and it didn't he got he would get made fun of a little bit by like family friends who were like whoa going for it and he's like this is how but he liked it like he this is how he liked being at the beach he liked wearing did it. he just like to tan yeah he's a tan guy he likes to tan but okay. it wasn't about tan it's just like i think it's also from another era like where it's like you're like this is what we wore to the beach like pictures of me and my family like growing up i'm in a speedo you know like that's what really I'm, yeah like um it was just the kind and of the, a at thing. what did you do you i'm guessing you don't still wear speedos i don't my dad you know you know, now bathing suits are like it's kind of fashionable to have like a shorter bathing suit for a man. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a time where like you'd have like these like down to your ankles bathing suits. And that was like what guys wore. And he's yeah, in like a sport shorts. Yeah. And he was in a Speedo then. But like now there's this like fashionable bathing suit world where like, you know, you're wearing it at your mid thigh. And Oh, yeah. You know, my, my boyfriend wears bathing suits like that are very short but it's yeah it's a very euro look yeah to have like a short short type of thing so i would say like you know fashion kind of met him more than we you know we kind of went towards my dad more than we yeah. went towards the other way so he was kind of right now i'm thinking about it but yeah it is, he's a tastemaker he is a tastemaker and and also um it's weird because like my dad's dealt with weight issues in the very much the same way i do so it is interesting that he was like super he must have felt good in it because and my yeah. mom must have liked him in it because I don't think guys do anything that like, you know, women, I think, dress for other women. That's been said a million times. Um, Absolutely. I think guys dress for women, you know, so I don't think. Yes. You know, so a hundred. Per, I mean, guys do everything for women. Absolutely. But, and then what was it like in your house? Like what what you said your dad struggled with his weight. What? were your parents attitude towards body image and like how did it affect you oh. were you even aware of your body as a kid all the time i've been on really? diets my whole life i i say it on stage i've been trying to lose 10 pounds my whole life like there's no <laughs> way since i was 10 pounds. since literally 10 pounds so like i legitimately have been trying to lose weight and have been on some sort of program or been going to the gym it's like i don't think any of my family's views on health are healthy. Like, I, I think, like, yeah. like especially, like, in this, you know, the phrase diet culture, like, I'm fully created by that. Like, I came up in the, yeah. you know, I'm in the, I grew up in the zero, I, I've been trying to do a bit about this recently, but, like, just growing up in the zero calorie generation where it's zero calories, or you're being you're out of shape like you are yeah. being you are legitimately ruining your body like that's the that's you know like I'm I, you know I become aware of these things when Alestra comes out Alestra trip you know Alestra was going to be this this type of uh, do you remember that no what is that if you look up Alestra it was like this new type of oil where it was going to change chips and it tasted huh. like Alestra chips. It changed. 
So th- oh, from a, the nineties, a fat substitute that adds no calories to the product. Yes, and this was the big. Alestra's gonna be the reasons we can eat chips, and there was Alestra okay. Lay's. Look at I'm. I can't believe the fifty worst inventions. Alestra. <gasps> Did it taste awful? They were called Wow Potato Chips. I remember these were in my house. I'm looking at it online right now. I, uh, when it comes to nutrition, what this is from Time Magazine, the 50 worst inventions. When it comes okay. when it comes to nutrition, what better equation uh, could there be than zero calories, zero grams of cholesterol, and zero grams of fat? In January 1996, the FDA approved Alestra as a food additive. Cut out the unhealthy. Uh, Cut out the unhealthy cooking oil, shred the package of shortening, bury the stick of butter. Frito-Lay was among the first companies to jump on board, introducing its wow division of potato chips in 98 to claim fat-free stomach satisfaction. But Alestra proved to be a greedy chemical. It not only removed unwanted fat from foods, but also negated the body's ability to absorb essential vitamins. (laughs) Side effects included cramps, gas, and loose bowels turning fat-free French fries into a foiled uh, business fad. The FDA, FDA has kept Alestra as a legal food additive to this day, though, leaving its health implications in the hand of individual consumers. So that is one of those things that, like, I remember. Like, we weren't running to the store. And you had those in your house. We weren't running to the store. We were sprinting to the store to get wild <laughs> potato chips. Like, that wow i also love the the like that they name them they always name them something like that like some exclamation like damn potato <laughs> chips you know yeah, what i mean right exactly and it's like and they didn't even taste that great yeah damn fuck <laughs> like what if they were just called fuck <laughs> <laughs> fuck m&ms yeah. and it's just like fake sugar but but that stuff i mean People hear zero calories and they're so enticed, but that stuff, a lot of it, you know, the chemicals can really irritate your system. And I used to eat sugar-free candy, Mm -hmm. which I guess is made for diabetics or something, but I used to be uh, very disordered in my eating and I would go to the movies and I would bring a big bag of sugar-free candy, Mm -hmm. like chocolate-covered things and gummy bears and stuff, but all like made with um what's it called like aspartame basically and it would give me the most painful gas (laughs) i would like be shooting fire out of my ass for an entire day and thinking like i don't think this is worth it (laughs) it, and it it, yeah it's um and it's all because it it comes from a place of like i want to eat the most for the little the the least and it's like you know i think that's where come it becomes fucked up because you're like man i don't even know what full means like i have to come i kind of have to break it down from the beginning what does full mean to me like again like i lose that all the time to go back to the crab rangoon pizza i could have had half the pizza. it was a 10 inch pizza i could have had half of it and be done with it and 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 felt satiated but that's the difference between mm-hmm. me and maybe a healthier person is their ability to go. Yeah, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I, I, well, what if you told yourself? Wh- so what if you ate half the pizza and then you told yourself, okay, I can have the other half tomorrow. That is, that, that is, uh, that's, that's a, insane. That's to insane you. to me. Like to me, <laughs> again, this is unhealthy. I, I, I admittedly yeah. where I'm like, 
tomorrow, no, tomorrow I go back to being a human. Like tonight I'm an animal, tomorrow I'm a human. And so again, this probably is why I'm eating the whole thing in one night is I'm going, got to get it in. I'll never have this opportunity again. Yeah. And it's like that. That's like that mental restriction that I'm talking about is like, why does this need to be the last time? It's actually it has a term. It's called the last supper mentality. Mm -hmm. And it's like this idea of the night before you go on a diet, you're eating literally everything you're eating to the point (laughs) of being physically in pain. And it's all because you're like, this is the last time I can have these things. But if it wa- if you had the mentality of like, I can have these things at any time, they would immediately, well, maybe not immediately, but they would eventually have less power over you. I yeah. Think. And also maybe I would wake up, see it and go, nah, I'm done. You know, like- which happens a lot, too, because I that happens to me, too. And I used to be like the president of the clean plate club. Mm. I could not sit down. I actually would not buy like multi packs of any or not. No, I would buy multi packs. I wouldn't buy like anything that wasn't a single serving or that I knew I was going to eat in one sitting because I was a binge eater. And, you know, a jar of peanut butter would sit in my fridge <laughs> and I would not open the jar because I knew I was going to eat the whole jar. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating at all. <laughs> um, and it's crazy to me. I, I'm just like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm. If if I can eat half my plate and then save the rest and, like, never get around to eating it, or or I do get around to eating it, but it doesn't, like, have this power over me, then anybody can do it. Because I thought I was broken around food. Totally. And, I mean, this is when we're talking about, like, your weaknesses and strengths. Like, it's under, like I think you get better when you understand that about yourself. Like, I think, like, yeah. that. I think it's helpful to go – yeah, that's the thing I do. <laughs> like I, I like and say it out loud. Like I've been working with the nutritionist uh, for these past few months. And the one thing I said to her, I was like, I love a beginning, middle and end of a meal. I need that. I need it to start and finish. And I mm-hmm. need volume for my meals. I can't walk away. I need to chew. Like I, I need to like sure. I, I can't have it end in three minutes. It's got to last longer. And yeah, you can't be eating like it can't be a two slider situation where no. it's a two bite meal. Oh, it, it can't be a little indiv- like my girlfriend. She'll wake up and have like the little Chobani individual pack. And I'm like, yeah, no, hell no, 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 no. I can't. <laughs> it's depressing to me that the meal ended now. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's so funny. I know exactly what you mean. I can't. My my boyfriend eats those too, like the fruit on the bottom yogurts that you mix. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that shit. No, that's gone before I even started. It's basically negative. It's air. (laughs) I'm eating air. You pick it up with your pinky. You're like, no, this needs to be this needs to be a whole hand to pick it up. I can't pick it up with two fingers and be okay. Yeah. And yeah, and that, but, but that's been a big thing for me where it's like, you know, understanding that and going, okay, what are the things that fit into that world? Like, yeah. What do I actually like to eat? What makes me feel satiated yeah. after I eat it? And, and what options do I have knowing I need a beginning and an end and I need it to make me chew for longer than 10 minutes. What can I do with those rules in place? And it's like, interesting, you know, and that's been very helpful for me. And again, this is where this subject gets very bogged down 
is that last two words are very important for me. These are you have to understand your emotional um, connection with food is not the same as everyone else. And maybe there are like keto to me sounds ridiculous, but the keto is working for someone like someone's. I always think of it like I suck at golf and this analogy makes sense to me, though. Um, Okay. it's like when I play golf. I uh, the driver that's the you know for anyone that doesn't play golf at all um, you drive the first hit is you got a cart you got a cart and a club the first club is called the driver and you hit it off the tee and when I hit it oh that's so funny when you said driver I thought you meant the cart driver (laughs) I thought thought you were joking I thought you were like there's a cart and I was like yeah yeah we'll go back to the beginning no so the the actual club. Okay, I didn't so want to assume. The driver is a type of club. The driver is a type of club, and you hit it off the tee. It's the hardest one to keep straight because it's like a wide base, whatever. So when I hit it, it goes right right away. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't want to go right. I want to go straight. So sometimes I'll just aim left so that I go straight. Uh, you overcorrect. I overcorrect, and I think that, that that's what I'm kind of trying to do with food, where it's like. I know that, like, I need a lot of food. I need a lot of things. I got to chew a lot. So it's like, what are the things I can chew a lot that are not going to, you know, are going to, that are kind of hitting left to go straight? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that are going to make you feel nourished and keep you from, like, going back for more constantly. Yeah, and keep me from binging on the things that aren't. um, Because, like, you could eat a pound of romaine lettuce and you would be chewing a lot, but you would feel empty inside and you would end up eating so much more than you would have if you just started your day out with an omelet. And, or and you're not going to do that for a month. You're not going to wake up and have a no. pound of ro- You might be able to do the romaine lettuce diet one day, but can you do it until you're 100 years old and die? Like you can't. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I And I, I, I don't even think that's possible for keto. You brought up keto yeah. or paleo or... I really don't think these diets are sustainable. And that's the problem because I recognize that you can lose a lot of weight. I know people who have lost like I know one guy who lost 150 pounds doing keto. Mm -hmm. But I do question, is he going to be able to sustain that for the rest of his life or is it going to get unsustainable? And then when he goes off it, he's going to put a lot of that weight back on and feel terrible. So I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you an example for myself. Um, yeah. When I was freshman year high co- uh, college, I went to freshman year, came back overweight. I worked at a summer camp. There was a, another counselor there. I was like, I want to, like, change my life up. I was like, he's like, well, you can't drink all summer and you got to eat the way I say and you got to work out the way I say. And I was like, I'm in. My buddy was like, there's no way. I bet you 20 bucks. You can't do this the whole summer. So then everyone started betting me. So it became this like camp wide bet that I wouldn't do it. So I did it. Wow. And I lost like 50 pounds. So I came back sophomore year of college, just a totally different looking person. And I think also like I was 18, 19 at the time, 19 at the time. I think also it had to do with like my body. I was still going through puberty type of thing, like late onset. Sure. Like you're growing but in you're your body. Not, you, that's, a, that's a lot. For, you said 50 pounds? Yeah, I was like 236. That's a lot for you because you're not a very tall guy. No, but I was I was really pushing weight. I was 230, 240. 
Like oh, I, okay. I had the weight to lose. It wasn't a, like it. it wasn't like I was going into this mode where I was like, but you know, you get down from two forty to one ninety, and it's like okay, at five eight, you know, like that's one ninety five eight. That's probably a a pretty healthy weight at that point. I think so. Right. Yeah. You know, I could. I'm probably around two twenty now. Okay. So I. I come back and I'm feeling good, but I'm eating on this very specific schedule. I'm eating oatmeal for breakfast, which I'm a big oatmeal guy. I love oatmeal as, as, a, as, so as a meal. That's a healthy meal. I was having, but then I was having a snack every three hours I was eating. I was doing that thing. And the snacks were like, Oh, okay. And they were like, yeah, that was really big in, in like the early 2000s. Sure. And was that around then? Yeah. Like early to mid 2000s. 2000. Yeah, exactly. And I'm having, Three slices of turkey and peanut butter for a snack. And then I'm having a turkey mm-hmm. sandwich. And then I'm having peanut butter and turkey. So in college, like, I'm trying to, like, now go back to a normal life of a college student from this, like, fitness camp I just put myself through. And I kind of made it work. You know, I'm having my my morning breakfast of oatmeal and a shake. And then I'm having my peanut butter. And I'm bringing peanut butter with me. And I'm bringing turkey with me and I'm buying it and I'm making it work. I get out of college and I'm now it's easier to be healthy because there's no like, you know, everyone, you know, I mean, you're not you're not like, well, I mean, it depends, but you're just you're not going out and drinking five nights a week and then going to a diner after and yeah, gorging. There's just, and, yeah. And I was in a nine to five where there was less opportunity for these things. And, you know, you st- and but then I go into comedy and the schedule is just flipped on its head. Like, yeah. And now there's more drinking going on and there's more late nights. And I'm, you know, especially further into comedy, I'm like hosting the cellar till like two in the morning, waking up at yeah. nine. I'm out of I'm, I'm and then I'm traveling on weekends. And I start getting more work and I'm really putting on weight. But I'm also for whatever reason, I keep going back to this program because it worked when I was 19, you know? (laughs) So like, yeah, so I'll be at the cellar on Sunday until 3 a.m. And then Monday I'm like, okay, back to oatmeal and a shake. And then I'm taking away the oatmeal and I'm just having the shake. Then I'm taking away the turkey. I'm just having the peanut butter. And now I'm on some, you know, Frankenstein version of this yeah, plan, o- oatmeal and peanut diet. Yeah, it, well, now the oatmeal is gone. Like oh, I, now, oh, now it's just a shake. Now it's just and- a shake, and it's just the peanut butter. Three hours later, and now I'm restricting. I'm taking away the turkey. I'm not even doing bread. I'm trying. Right I, again, like this is like the un. You're like trying desperately to get back into that like magic situation when you lost the fifty pounds and initially. That's not gonna work for this part of my life. I'm 35 now, and also that's not gonna work if I'm doing that Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday through Sunday I'm eating like crazy and right and binging so and drinking. So again and then and then having pizza late at night and going well it was just one slice of pizza but also it was seven drinks like right you know yeah. so then i'm really off the like at that point i was kind of like out of control like now that i'm thinking about it now and you know it's 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 again like when you talk about like the keto guy losing 150 pounds like it works for you in one phase of your life and that's where this becomes 
you know, you realize this is a lifetime thing you have to deal with. If you lose 150 pounds once, that doesn't mean it's over. That means you have to go into maintain mm -hmm. mode. You have to create a lifestyle that works for you at 35 that wouldn't work for you at 19. My goals aren't to have abs anymore. My goal is to fit into T-shirts comfortably. Like, you know, yeah. like, 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 and I think like coming to terms with this is a moving target every day. It's going to be somewhat of a struggle. And like. I, I just I lost you for two seconds in my ear. I, oh, I, I, really? No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're, you're good. I'm I, here. You're good. So I yeah, it's just like understanding that like it's been recently I've like felt really good about what I'm doing because I'm doing different things that seem to fit a 35 year old as opposed to this restrictive yeah, it fits your crazy. lifestyle yeah. and like you're able to be a little more flexible and mm -hmm. not go crazy. I think that's great. Um, we do need to wrap up the show, but thank you so much for coming oh, on. Oh, sorry if I, you, I, if I, think, I don't shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I love it. I It makes my job so much easier, <laughs> and I, I'm sure you can relate to this. I love talkers. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I no, love relate. it so much. Absolutely. <laughs> Where can people find you and follow you? Um, at Jared Freed on Instagram and um, the J Train podcast. So, but at Jared Freed on Instagram. Is, is the place to go. Awesome. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Oh, hey, what's up? I am back. Such a great conversation with Jared Freed. Again, not somebody who is an expert by any means on diet culture or disordered eating or dieting, but this is somebody who has had a lifelong experience feeling bad about his body and is also a man. And as we covered in this conversation, you know, it's hard to talk about these things, especially as a man. And I respect anybody who can openly say, I struggle with this. This is my experience. I mean, I think that's always the first step is being open and honest about your experience. And I honestly think Jared seems to be in a very good place, all things considered, with body image um, and has come a long way from, you know, trying to stick to an extremely restrictive diet. He's learning more about himself, learning more what he needs, and what more could I ask for? So that is it, you guys. Join me next week for another episode of RIP Diets. And in the meantime, write me an email, slide into my DMs, write me a review on iTunes. They really help out the show. Take a screenshot of this podcast and make it your Instagram story. Send some episodes to a friend. Spread the fucking love because I'm trying to start a revolution and you can be a part of it, but I need you guys to back me the fuck up and spread awareness of this topic and this podcast to the masses. Because as we all know, the masses are asses, but that's just because they're uneducated and we need to really spread the message that dieting is not the answer. It's not helping us get better physically, mentally, spiritually. We need to do a complete reboot on the way that we see our bodies, talk about our bodies, talk about other people's bodies, present them in the media. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. This is a systemic problem, but it starts with us and it and we can make it better. We can make it so that one day maybe you won't need to go to a party and listen to everybody talk about how much weight they've gained or 
how much weight they want to lose in the next month or whatever it is. I don't want to have that conversation anymore. So let's change the conversation. I love you guys. You guys are the best. Have a fabulous week and I'll see you next Monday. Peace out.